Hi, YouTube family. Welcome to Escape from Crazy Town. I've been waiting for my neighbors to stop mowing their yard. <laughs> so we're a little bit late this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you might be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And uh, today we are going to talk about when will the narcissist stop? Yes, because we see them going and going and continuing on in their path of destruction, right? And we're like, why, why, how, how can they possibly keep going? How can this possibly continue? How is it possible at all? And when will this stop? So I wanted to explore that question today. And, and here's another question. You, you see them moving from, from uh, supply to supply and you're wondering, what did, how, how can that be? How, you know, at what point will they stop going from supply to supply and stay with just one? And I have seen that happen as well. I have seen narcissists stick around with one supply and they would stay there. But um, the question I think a lot of people kind of wonder is, how does that happen? And they kind of wonder why they're not the one who ended up with the narcissist, right? If they're still in love with them. But um, I want to tell you that there is good news about this narcissist, that they do stop. There is an end to their crazy making, their um, continued uh, abuse or their continued um, line of victims, right? Search for a line of victims. So the reason we even want to consider that is because you want to beware, you want to make sure that you don't stay in that line and become or remain supply for them. So this is the deal. When the narcissist stops, I mean, the thing that stops them is when they have no more supply. That's what stops a narcissist. So if you are there, if you continue to give them supply, if other people are willing to be supply for them, if they keep looking around and seeing fresh new victims, they will keep going. They will not stop. So that's where it's, it's out of our control, but some of it is in our control. We don't have to continue to be supplied to them and we don't have to sit there silently, quietly, allowing them to destroy other people's lives. And that's another point, by the way, when the narcissist will stop is when the supply, the victims, their past victims, actually band together. They get together, they call each other, they share notes, they know what's going on, and they share it with other people to warn them. Now, we all know that warnings don't necessarily stop supply from coming or staying, right? Uh, because the supply would rather believe the lies of the narcissist and their fantasy craziness than a bunch of people that the narcissist has deemed insane, right? They, they've already talked about the exes to the new supply telling them that all their exes, every single one of them is insane. So the new supply would rather believe that. But what helps, what helps future and possible supply from falling into the trap are people who are at the beginning, right? Beginning of the relationship before they totally fall for the narcissist and they hear these warnings, then they know, all right, I got to stay away. So that's another thing that stops the narcissist. Hey, John, good to see you hopping on this morning. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate that. I hope you're doing well and that the whole issue with your ex is 
being handled and being put to rest. I'm praying for that for you, John, because, I mean, we know she's going to keep coming back as long as she feels you're going to give her supply. So I'm hoping that you're getting stronger and that you're finding more positivity in your life so you don't need the drama, right? You don't need her coming back continually. Um, yeah. Oh, haven't heard from her, so that's good. Yes. So glad. So glad. It is a blessing when you don't hear from them. And I know a lot of people feel shunned or ostracized or neglected or rejected when they don't hear from the ex. But I'm telling you, that's a blessing in disguise to help you get over them and move on. Because the more they come back for you, the more they target and and, and continually insert themselves into your life, the less likely you're going to be able to, to move on. Ah. Obi, good to see you. I'm just reading your comment here. Uh, the crummy for the week is, I was promised thousands and my narc mother interrupted me in court. I wonder why I got mad. She only got me seven hundred and two. Ah, uh, I don't even understand why she would interrupt you. Yeah, sorry about that. I wonder why I got mad. Ah, uh, well, you guys. Hey, I want to talk about our crappies and happies. So thank you for starting that, Obi. Um, my happy this week was that. I got to hang out more with friends and, and neighbors, running into them. It is so nice to get back into uh, society again and society behaving like society again, right? So I'm looking around. I happened to hop onto my Facebook, too, because I was checking. I, I hate getting on that, by the way. If you can get off, get off. <laughs> That's what I would do. But I have family all over the place and friends in different states, so try to keep up a little bit with them. So I get on because I know somebody had posted something uh, asking me a question or commenting, commenting to me. So I thought, okay, I'll check and see what this person said. Well, of course, when you get on Facebook, the problem is you go down and it takes your whole, I don't know, far longer than you, you intended to spend on it. But I was really good. I think I only spent 15 minutes on it, <laughs> which was still far longer. I only wanted to go on and look at the comments. But my happy is that I saw a bunch of pictures, right? And I see people going out, um, socializing like crazy. Nobody's wearing a mask, right? Everybody is, is socializing like crazy. Um, and the funny thing is these are the same people who were scared to death of the pandemic. And if you know me, you know that I think it's a total scamdemic. You know, everything has been so contradictory. And if you are, have ever been abused by a narcissist, you can see the signs of narcissistic gaslighting, contradiction, projection, blame shifting, all of that happening. Anyway, so <clears throat> the thing I like to say is, yay, it's good that I'm seeing people out and doing things. Um, but if you live in a, a blue state, I suppose, I don't know what to call it. But if you listen to the mainstream media mainly, you would think that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Give me a break. Give me a break. I know some of you guys may be getting the same news that I'm getting, which is, you know, be very fearful. Keep your mask on if you can. And you got to keep social distancing. You got to keep my state's like hoping for another lockdown. It's insane. It's, it's really pissing me off. 
and I'm looking around going, um, yeah, even my relatives in the blue states, none of them look like they're locking down. <laughs> none of them look like they're social distancing. None of them look like they are uh, in a pandemic, which we, you know, oh, by the way, Canada is keeping its borders closed uh, between the U.S. because of the pandemic. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Canada is not allowing Americans to go in. So I'm like, um, well, that's insane because our southern border is wide open. So if we're in a pandemic, why the heck is our southern border wide open? Anyway, that's my crappy right now is, you know, I'm looking at the contradiction. I'm looking at the world as it is. And I think that it's absolute insanity. It is the narcissist insanity where good is bad and bad is good. Everything is upside down. And that's why I think uh, we all are going crazy. And yet the ones who are delusional, the only ones who are not upset by any of this, by the way, are the ones who are the supply or the narcissist themselves. Because this is where they dwell. This is how they live. They live in contradiction to everything they believe. So it fits completely with the way they live. Um, so long as things are going their way. When things aren't going their way, then they're upset. So, you guys, there's my little analysis on that. But uh, today we're talking about when will the narcissist stop. And the good news is that they will lose their charm, their youth, their looks, and possibly their money. Um, and that right there will stop them. Because a lot of times they're not going to get victims. They're not going to get new supply. Because when those things go, the new supply is not going to be attracted or lured in by them. You know, I thought about crime shows I've watched in the past. And over and over again, the detectives, the detectives and the police, they know that a psychopath doesn't stop. Right? They don't, just don't stop. They, they see it as either, you know... They see crimes, the serial criminals, right? They'll, they'll go commit the crimes over and over and over again. And they're just trying to catch them before the next victim comes along. And when there comes a period where for months and then years where nothing happens, like they don't see the same crime happening. So they, they wonder, like, what is stopping the psychopath? What, why has the psychopath stopped? Uh, they have a few theories. One is the psychopath died. The second one is the psychopath is in jail, incarcerated for something else. So they can't be out in public committing the same crimes. A third thing is um, something is going on in their life where they don't have the freedom or the mobility to do the things they used to do. So I look at that and I kind of see that it's very similar also to the narcissist, that the only time they stop is when there are no more victims for them, right? When victims stop, stop being so easy <laughs> or easily caught, right? They will not be able to victimize people when there are no more victims. And also, <laughs> well, you know, the other two reasons that I just listed. So, but the good news here is that they will stop when the supply well dries up. And that is what we hope for. That is why if we are on the fringe 
and we're continually giving them supply, they will continue to be narcissists. They will continue to try their best to make you a victim again. But you have the power to resist that. You have the power to not answer their calls and not engage with them and give them that gray rock response, right? Um, you don't have to engage with them the way you would with a normal person. Just stay calm, just stay uh, neutral and get through your interaction with them and move on. That's when a narcissist stops, when they know they have no more control or effect on you. So another Another thing, oh, I wanted to share this with you. You know, one of the things I already had mentioned was when um, the supply get together and they share about the narcissist that there, I remember a few years ago that there was an app where, um, and I think it was for women, but I bet there's one for men too, uh, where they would put on the app a profile of the person that they dated or had an interaction with, who, uh, whatever, not one night stand possibly and um, how that person treated them. And that way, this person, you know, and if more and more women got on, they would actually rate that person, not just with a rating, but actually a comment or so, describing their experience with the person. And that is how supply or victims get together and share information. When they did that, you know, when people, and I heard about, I mean, because it was a few years ago, I wonder if it's still out there. I, I bet it is because there's such a need for it. But um, people who are getting into the single scene or, you know, going into dating and looking um, into the dating apps and stuff, they want to be warned. They don't want to be a victim. They don't want to be somebody's target, right? So it's funny that they can go onto these websites and look up if the guy they're about to go on a date with is on there. And if he is, then they get the lowdown about what's going on with this guy and what his reputation is and how he's treated women uh, in the past or, you know, even recent past, right? Which is what we really want to know. Um, I think about Dirty John, you know, that whole story. And I wonder, um, you know, had something like that existed? so many people would have been spared and he wouldn't have been able to continue on, you know. Um, but then again, if the victim is not willing to look and do any questioning or investigation, they're not going to find out. They're just not going to find out, even if the apps are out there and even if the information is out there. If they refuse to look and do their homework, they're not going to find out and they'll become easy prey, easy victims for the narcissist. There's... Um, I was just thinking it would be, <laughs> I mean, it's good and it's bad because what if you have somebody posting negative stuff about you and it was, you know, it was the narcissist and they're going to pan you on the site and post your picture and say to stay away from you. And, you know, um, if that happens, yeah, I think the idea is how many downvotes they get, <laughs> right? How many comments like that, how many people actually get on and say this? If it's just one person, if it's possibly maybe just two, you might think, okay, two is not good. Um, and then you would want to stay away. But definitely if three, four, five, seven people show up and, and give you their experience with this person, that is a huge red flag, you guys. 
I think that kind of app is really necessary. So that's the good news. Like if you can find out about the person. So what you want to do, you know, the way to stop a narcissist is do your homework, right? Don't just believe everything they tell you about themselves and, and even their exes. Look them up. Look up the exes. Find, you know, look up their LinkedIn, their profiles, their social media. Look up and see if they match up to what the narcissist is telling you about them, right? Or the potential uh, date that you have. Look them up. Find out about them. You know, today you really have to do your homework. You cannot be lazy and just assume everybody out there is good. You just can't do that. People have some really whacked out ideas out there right now. They have a crazy perception of the world. They are very entitled. They're very narcissistic. There are so many narcissistic people out there. Um, seems like, you know, I was just thinking recently... Oh, <laughs> let me think. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking recently that, you know, um, it is hard to find a good person. It is hard to find someone who's stable unless you surround yourself with people with high character. Now, if you surround yourself with crazy people and you get invited by the crazies to socialize with them and their crazy friends and they're crazy relatives, um, no wonder, right? No wonder we can't find someone stable or someone good. And we're, it depends on your circle of friends and those you associate with. Someone, or many people, I guess now, say that you're the average of the five people you hang around with most. And I really think that's true. Because if you're, if you're hanging around with people, um, you're, you're, you tend to like those people, right? You tend to like their traits. You tend to uh, build off of their trait. It's, it's because um, there's something about them that attracts you. And if it's a bunch of narcissists, then guess what? You're kind of the average of that. <laughs> you're the average of these crazy people who have narcissistic traits. So why is that, right? Um, yeah. Find out about that. I've had, you know, it kind of reminds me of some female friends I've had, right? Women friends who would tell me they hate women. And I'm like, what? You know, this is when I first met them years ago. And their first instinct, you know, and I've met people like this. And I still meet young women who will say that. I hate women. I'm like, well, who the heck are you hanging out with? What kind of women are you hanging out with? What kind of friends are you making? And here's the deal, I gotta tell you, they're kind of making friends with shallow people. They're making friends with very materialistic, shallow um, people who only look at the outside and what matters to them is status or money or um, the very you know skin deep attractiveness and that's it. And so they, and, or gossipy people, right? They love drama, they love to gossip about other people so they love to hang around other women who gossip. And then they get stung and they're like, oh, I hate women. I'm like, um, you know what? Maybe you need to find better friends and maybe you need to change the things about you that attract you to those people, that make those people seem attractive to you at first. And of course, you're always going to get burned by, by bad people. Listen, I don't think that bad people 
end up hanging out with each other and actually liking each other. I think they use each other. I think they um, bring drama into each other's lives and they thrive off of that because that's what they desire in their life. It gives them like a feeling of uh, being alive. And, but they don't actually like it. They don't actually like it, but they don't realize that the person they need to change first is themselves. The person they need to change first is what's driving them, right? The thing inside of them, what's driving them. Is it jealousy that's driving them? So they're always latching on to people that they think they can use or has have, have things that they want, you know, that they're impressed with, have a nice car or they have a nice house or make a lot of money. And I'm like, um, yeah, if those are your standards for choosing friends, obviously you're not going to like the group that you're with. The only reason these women, I'm sorry to say it, but the only reason these women like men, and I, I'm not just picking on women, I just don't know it from the men, man's side, okay, you guys? But the women I know, or have known too, um, the reason they hate women, but they love being with men, is, well, the man has an ulterior motive. So of course he's going to treat her better, right? <laughs> of course he's going to give her attention, of course, he's not going to call her when she's being a total jerk, right? Like maybe her friends will stay away or be catty with her if she's being a jerk. But a guy is going to let all of that slide if he knows he can, you know, <laughs> get some. And I look at these women and I think, what the heck kind of guys did you, you know, surround yourself with? Essentially, they're surrounding themselves with guys who lavished attention on them, wanted something from them, and then they don't even realize they got used, okay? They don't even realize they got used by the guy. And a lot of times, this ends up being one of those narcissist relationships where the girl thinks the guy's a narcissist, but here's the deal. The girl did not do her homework. The girl did not also work on herself and make sure that she's going to be attracted to the right kind of character, right? I mean, if you're attracted to the bad boy type, there's something wrong. There's something definitely wrong. Um, find out why. Find out why you're attracted. What is it? What bad boy part of their character are you, in, you know, attracted to? Same thing with guys. Like, they're super attracted to strippers, right? <laughs> super attracted to um, very slutty women, and uh, guess what? That also doesn't turn out well. It does not turn out well. Why are they attracted to that? They need to figure out deep inside what in the world is driving that. And as long as you don't do that, as long as you don't do that work inside of you to figure it out, you will remain supply for possibly not even narcissists to use you, right? And you're going to find yourself unhappy. You're going to find yourself in groups of people, you know, within your own sex, people who are just like you, seeking the exact same type of things that you do. Because the ones who don't, okay, this is what I've seen too. I know um, of some young women who want to find a good man, right? But they hang out with other women who um, they think, uh, how do I even put this? Pretty much attract the wrong kind of guy, right? They hang out with women who attract the wrong kind of guy, not a good guy. And 
all these women, they think, um, oh, I want the bad boy. I want the guy who's exciting and is controlling to a certain extent, but then they want to control the guy. Well, guess what? The bad boy does not want to be controlled and will not be controlled. And in fact, a lot of times is abusive. So um, what are they setting themselves up for? They're surrounding themselves with other girlfriends who are looking for the exact same traits in a man because that's what they're attracted to because they have other issues inside of them that's drawing them towards that kind of guy. And then they're thinking, well, you know, those women who are attracted to guys like that, by the way, are not stable women. They're just not stable women. They're going to be up and down all over the place. And they're going to find out that they're also very jealous of each other because if you're not stable in who you are and you know um, you have good character inside of you and you have morals and you have a foundation that you can go back to when you get knocked off your feet, right? If you don't have that, you're going to be pretty crazy. You're going to be flopping around like a crazy person, very emotional, up and down, very psychotic, honestly. And then these women, when they're with each other, they're like, oh, I don't like women. Well, you surround yourself with psychotic women. What do you expect? Surround yourself with better women, with a better class of person. And somebody here just recently, I saw a comment. Thank you so much for mentioning this. Mario, I think, hold on, let me go back. Yes, Mario, good to see you. Said 70 plus percent of the American population or is or has narcissistic traits. I, you know, we can't put a percentage to it, but I would say that in the mainstream, I'd say that's very true and maybe even higher, right? Those who are, who are in social media, those who are, um, yeah, probably you're right, maybe 70, 80%, uh, those, those who are stuck in social media and through the mainstream, and people will tell me, Oh, I don't watch the news. I don't follow the mainstream, this and that. Like, oh yeah? Well, who are your friends? And what do they watch? And what do they post? Cause so even if you yourself are not watching the psychotic, narcissistic programs, who are your friends? Who are the people you follow on, on social media? What do they watch? Because essentially what they watch, if they're watching mainstream stuff, you are being fed mainstream stuff. So to those who think, oh, well, I'm staying away from all of it. You're not really staying away from all of it if the ones that you surround yourself are watching it. Because they are continually perpetuating that self-centered, narcissistic, crazy, psychotic um, culture that is being put on us, that is total propaganda, by the way, because how do you tear down a society? You, you destroy their standards. You destroy their moral standards. That's how you destroy a society. And um, how do you build up a society? So I want to give you the good news too, you guys. How do you build up a, a, good, a society? Is you change yourself. Right? You work from within. You change what is broken inside of you. You fix that. And then you teach others to fix it. And you teach others to have better morals, better standards, to not be the dregs of society, to not be hateful, to not be crude and crass and nasty. That's how you change. That's how you 
improve society. And so the beauty of all of this, you guys, and this is what I love about the people in my life and the people I continue to add to my life are quality people. I'm pretty picky about my time, you know, um, and who I spend my time with. I don't want to spend my time with somebody who's just going to drain my energy, who's just going to be a constant negative and even, um, what do you want to call it, um, deceived person, right? You know what it's like when you're around uh, supply, a narcissist supply. They're totally deceived. They're living in this bizarre world where nothing's real, but they want to keep convincing you all this stuff is real. And you can only be around that so long before you go nuts yourself, honestly. You just think, okay, this just doesn't feed my soul. This does not feed me. I don't walk away from interactions with these people who are deceived and feel fulfilled, you know. Um, so I really am blessed. And I want to tell you guys, seek company with quality people. And quality, quality people don't gossip about other people. Quality people, um, now there's a difference between gossiping and um, well, I don't know. You, you, I think gossiping is so nefarious that sometimes it sneaks in as, well, I'm praying for this person because, you know, I know they're cheating on their husband, so I'm praying for their, their, their marriage. That's gossiping, folks. Um, also, gossiping is, you know, I just want to warn you about this person. So there's some element, yes, it's good to warn people of narcissists and but first, you have to be absolutely certain that this person is a jerk, right? Is the kind of horrible person you know them to be before you warn others about them. Um, you don't just have a, you know, a rude interaction and then one day and then say, you know, I just don't like that person and smear them all over town, telling telling all kinds of people, people you barely know, you know, um, that that's gossip. But... If you have someone close to you who you know is not a gossip and you can share with, okay, that's one thing. Um, and you guys can work it out and dissect it and figure out, you know, is, is this what I saw it to be? Is this what happened? And is that person not trustworthy? You know, that's something to consider. Um, yeah. So surround yourself with quality people. And here's the deal. The narcissist, they cannot... They cannot use someone who, who's, who's not willing to allow them into that inner circle, right? The narcissist gets stopped, stonewalled, if you will, right? Uh, before they can get into your inner circle because you start to build this, this standard where you just don't allow shallow self-involved, selfish, bitter, angry, gossipy um, people into your inner circle. Now, I'm not saying like never interact with them because look, you want to love on people. You want to help people. So that's a good thing. Help people who are stuck there because not all of them are narcissists, right? Some of them are just very, very damaged and they're hurt and they're coming out of something that's causing a lot of bitterness in their life. You want to help them get through that bitterness. I'm just saying that at that time, that's not a good time to give them access to your inner circle. So the narcissist, narcissistic 
abuses will stop if you don't allow it allow it in if the narcissist cannot get to the supply it will stop that's how it goes um jihad good to see you Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, OB. I want to say I kind of noticed. <laughs> I did notice, and I appreciate that you're working on that. I do. Because I do think it's possible to change. Um, you may have very, very strong narcissistic tendencies. Um, yeah, which maybe others would define you as all out a narcissist. And you can see... Like you, you may be relating to a lot of the ways we're describing what a narcissist feels and thinks. And you're like, wow, that's, that is how I think <laughs> that is how I'm feeling. Um, but you don't like it, right? You're like, but I don't want to be that way. So that I so much appreciate. And you don't want to live your life that way. You don't want to continue on that way. So keep up the good work. Keep working on that, on that. Um, Mario says Dra drama, trauma, bonding. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I think you're right. Some people are just bonded, you know, trauma bonded to drama. I mean, they hate it, but they can't can't stop themselves. It's it's habitual, right? They've become stuck there. Yeah, yeah. Mario also says, got to keep up with the Joneses. Don't drink the Kool Aid. I agree with you. One of the really awesome things I've learned and helps me so much, you know, in my in my life is my Christian faith. And one of the things in my Christian faith that, you know, I cling to is a I mean, of course that, you know, Jesus definitely, but the teachings that I get. For instance, instead of looking side to side. And this I don't even understand um no, not that I don't understand, but I don't I think it's much harder for people who don't have faith, right? Um, because what I've learned is instead of looking side to side and comparing yourself side to side, who, you know, am I as good as that person is, you know, why did that person get that and I didn't get it? Um, how, how can I get as good of a life as that person over there has? And they're constantly comparing themselves, right? They're looking at their neighbor's cars. They're looking at their neighbor's kids doing well, they're looking at um, their neighbor's vacations, right? Or even their Facebook friends' vacations <laughs> and wondering why, why can't I have those same kinds of experiences and spend that kind of money and keeping up with the Joneses. So instead of looking side to side or even thinking, how come I'm not aging as well as this person or um, how come I'm not as fit as that person? Instead of looking side to side, you look up. That's what my Christian faith tells me. You look up. And you never will, will measure up to, to God, right? You're not going to measure up to that. What happens when you look up is that you focus upward. You focus on becoming better. You look up and you see this loving God and you think, Oh, I want to do something that pleases you. I want to do the right thing. Um, you know, in the Bible it says if you resist the devil he will flee from you so that's what you're reminded of when you look up you look up to resist the devil the schemes right the the negativity the jealousy all the the um what is it the greed 
when you're looking up, you're not thinking about greed. You're not thinking about jealousy. You're not thinking about um, how, how do I cheat somebody to get ahead, right? In fact, when you're looking up, you're, you see eyes on you. You see somebody who's, who you're accountable to. So even if you don't have faith, here's the deal. This is where I say I don't think it's quite as good when you don't have faith. I've heard of accountability partners, you know, in, uh, what is it called, Alcoholics Anonymous and programs like that. And that's a good thing. But it's only as good as um, you're willing to allow that accountability partner into your life and really know what's going on. But also, it's only as good as the accountability partner themselves. Like if the accountability partner is weak and doesn't hold you to the standard, doesn't um, give you any consequences to your bad behavior, you, it's not going to help. It's just not really going to help. So anyway, I kind of got off on that for a little bit, you guys. Yeah, BB Scott, good to see you. Says, um, many of us are not attracted to narcs. The key is that we allow them. Yes, yes. Others do not allow their type of behavior in their lives. Boundaries are better yet. Better yet, standards are better. Yes. Well, boundaries with consequences, right? Otherwise, you're just uh, nagging. So remember, if you have boundaries, but you allow people to go in and out of your boundaries, and all you do is yell at them, and you nag them, and you complain about it, but you don't do anything about it other than that. You think, oh, my nagging will stop them. <laughs> it's just nagging. It's just nagging. It's not a boundary. Uh, yeah, B.B. Scott says, we allow inappropriate behavior as we get love-bombed. We make excuses and do not hold boundaries and standards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, um, had a friend, uh, broke up with her boyfriend, and here's the deal, you know, when friends have tried to tell her, um, you know, certain red flags, it's hard to tell somebody who's bent on being with somebody, right? that it's not good for them, that the relationship is toxic or there are some red flags or, or even inside of your friend. It, it's so hard to get them to see it. They're not, I, I'd like to say that, that eventually they'll see it and, and they'll come around faster than they actually do. I'd like to say that, but usually they have to go through the whole cycle. They have to go through the whole messy break up the the back and forth getting back together multiple times the continued um disaster the continued pain before they stop before they stop and a lot of times people don't stop they just kind of get stuck there right emotionally and they just can't let go they're addicted that they got that trauma bond going but um you know it's looking at a young friend that I know who who recently broke up with somebody and oh, I don't know about recently but still uh, still recovering from it let's say that and you know that at the beginning when we tried to you know point out some red flags she ended up defending right she defended the person she defended the other person that she's interested in so of course that's what happens when you try to tell the supply what's going on and they end up defending the narcissist and later on though they'll they'll see it you know it may take a year it may take two years who knows 
and they'll they'll look back and realize that this person is bad for them. I think a lot of people go through that. <laughs> Obi says, I only hang out with people that have jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of actually a good uh, good thing. Um, I know several people who are uh, don't work because their spouse works. So not all of my friends have jobs. But they have um, other interests and they do things. They actually volunteer they do a lot of volunteer work or they have other uh, focus and hobbies in their life that keep their focus wow yes monique look upwards yep yeah obi i'm gonna have to disagree with that <laughs> comment yeah, because you, you, if you really understood it, um, you would not have that reaction. Rye shines. It takes a long time to recover from abuse. Yes, it does. It does. And it takes a long time re to recover from rejection, right? Sometimes, oh, <laughs> you said almost. Okay, then I can agree with that. <laughs> um, Rye Shine says, uh, it takes a long time to recover from abuse. But yes, I, I absolutely agree. It also takes a long time to recover from rejection. Rejection is terrible, terribly painful. And whether the person who rejected you was a narcissist or not, it's going to be something that lingers and stays for a while. I mean, but here's the deal. It doesn't have to, right? It doesn't have to. That's why if you do the inner work, you're going to be able to rebound. You're going to be able to come back faster because when you are solid in your foundation of who you are and what's important to you and how you're important when somebody treats you badly yeah you're gonna be pretty upset about that and it hurts and it, you might be mad but remind yourself again of that of that pillar that's inside of you right that that tells you who you are how important you are and that this other person can't take that away from you they just can't you know I've I've said before that um, you can't be offended unless you take the offense right and I, I work at that by the way you guys I work at that because sometimes I do get offended and I'm like wait why am I getting offended the heck with that I don't need to you know and I come back to the scripture that says resist the devil and he will flee from you so I resist it I verbally and mentally and spiritually resist it. And that's what you guys can do too, is you just say, I refuse to believe that. I reject that in my head, in my heart, in my soul. I reject that comment. I reject that behavior from that person towards me. And I will not allow it to land on me. And you would be really surprised to see how it just slides off of you then. That's the beauty of it. Well, you guys, I think, let me see, if there is anything else you guys want to talk about, what stops the narcissist? What what stopped the narcissist in your life, right? Um, there were a few other things that I thought of, which is age. <laughs> the narcissist simply just slows down, and they, they age out of it, 
where they just can't be as destructive. Now they want to be, but they're just not as fast and they are just are not as strong, right? And they are just don't last as long as they used to into like an all night fight, for instance. They just get older and that's what changes them. That's what stops them. Now, do I recommend staying with them? No, <laughs> but you know, if you find yourself still with a narcissist, know that and you're committed to being there and staying there to the very bitter end, um, at least know that if you use boundaries, at some point you can corral the narcissist with your boundaries. And, um, but you have to always have an escape. You always have to have a way out so that they cannot continually batter you, all right? Um, my advice though is not to stay, you guys. Um, I have seen people stay and they do get battered even with their boundaries, even with their um, consequences, right? Of, I'm, I'm leaving for a week if you're gonna behave that way. And they leave for a week while well, they come back and they find out all their stuff is broken or the narcissist ran up their credit cards and now they're stuck having to pay for it. Um, yeah, so, or had an affair, you know, went off with other people and said it was the, the victim's fault for leaving. So coming back and staying with them, holding on to the bitter end, I, I just wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> That's me. Um, you're not going to end up with this good, you know, the narcissist never completely stops because so long as you are supplied to them, they will continue. That's the bad news. But then again, like I said, the good news is you have a choice. You always have a choice. Don't feel like you don't have a choice. The only person who puts that limit on you is you. Just want to let you know that, okay? So, yeah. Well, you guys, I don't think I'm going to go for a full hour because I got all the information I wanted to get out to you guys. I do want to ask how you're doing, if there are any other things, and let you close out any conversations you might be having. But, um, yeah, so life is about to change for me. I am moving into a different job, and I have a different schedule. So we'll see how this ha uh, you know, affects the channel. Hopefully it won't in a bad way. Maybe it'll affect it in a good good way. Maybe I'll have a lot more stories for you guys <laughs> and a lot more different experiences to share, right? So I hope that you continue to stay on with me. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment on my videos, and watch a commercial now and again. I would really appreciate that. And I'll keep this going so long as it is helpful to you. I want to encourage you. I want to let you know that there is life after narcissistic abuse. There is happiness. There is joy. There is goodness still awaiting for you, right? So know that. Know that it's there. And life doesn't end until you decide, all right? Oh, my gosh. I heard something good recently. Oh, what was it? Oh, that some people are dead and don't even realize it meaning that they don't do anything to improve themselves. They don't engage. They've essentially given up and they just stay buried in their own house, in their own little world and refuse to get out. And that's kind of sad, you know, some people are dead before they even know it and don't realize it, right? Um, they're still just living for the sake of living, but you know, they're still there breathing, eating, 
um, watching TV, I guess, or watching media, but they're not really living. And that does not have to be. That's quite a wake-up call. Make sure you're not one of those, right? And you get a choice. You get to choose. That's the good news. You do not have to give in to that. You get to choose whether you are done or whether you want more out of life. So want more out of life. Be the thing that adds to other people's lives and make this place better for yourself and those around you. You guys, let me see. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Monique says, yep, I look at this one dress like give the old college try. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Right? The way, yeah, you know, I understand people hanging on, hoping to keep their looks and all that and definitely age gracefully is my advice. But um yeah, fight it a little bit. <laughs> Fight it a little bit. It's okay to do that. Um, but some, it's, you know, from the narcissist, it's very desperate. They're very desperate to hold on to that. And that's the sad thing. Like, that's the most important thing to them. Um, and that affects their, their self-esteem entirely, which should not be the thing that affects their self-esteem. Their self-esteem should be coming from a strong foundation like us. But we all know they're not capable of that. Um but we learn a lot from that, right? Uh, thanks, Monique. Appreciate it. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited to see uh, what new things come, what doors are open, and it totally was a God thing. Um, yeah, we'll see. And the awesome thing is the owner of the business is somebody that I had always, uh, not always, always, but for a long time, admired. And admire even more uh, recently. Um, yeah, just her... Her entrepreneurship is, you know, very admirable. She's just a go-getter. She she gets stuff done, this one, <laughs> this person. And I am so excited to be working with her. So we'll, you know, looking forward to it. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Blessings to you guys. Aw, I'm going to eat awesome sauce. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. I remember using, I used to hear that. Oh, you know what I heard recently? Um, is a young man was he he's in, he might be like 20 <laughs> no 21 might be 21 or yeah i think he's 21 and he said cool beans and i'm like oh wow i haven't heard that in a long time <laughs> but it's making its way back so cool so good well you guys i had a great time with you i hope that this lesson helps you to see that you do have choices and you don't have to be the narcissist supply and the narcissist stops when they are stopped when there's no more supply for them, when people refuse to go along and become their victims, and also when they're incarcerated or when they expire. So that is a good thing, that we don't have to put up with them forever because they will stop when they age out and people stop becoming victims for them, and they just simply slow down. All right, you guys. Well, have a great week. Blessings to all of you guys. And I will see you here next week.